Are you a clerk in your brick and mortar business or are you enrolling each customer into becoming an ambassador of the experience they get from visiting your location? This is Success Coach Martin Brossman, and today's show is an interview discussion with Pat Howlett related to my upcoming book on relationship marketing and applying it to brick-and-mortar businesses. Enjoy. The main thing you see right now is, um, is somebody acting as a clerk in their own business. Mm-hmm. They're like clerking in their business. And, um, and you'll find, go to some businesses and somebody will be on their own phone. They'll, they, it will be a while before they, before they maybe welcome somebody here. And you, and you know, the bigger businesses, they make sure that welcoming to the business is part of the culture. And so the, the thing I said to you, Martin, is we need to try and help brick and mortar businesses move from clerking and shopkeeping to being ambassadors of their business and ambassadors of their customer experience. That they need to actually make sure that because it's really easy to try and get an ambassador program maybe together or an affiliate program, Daryl, on some of the online stuff together or those kind of things. Not that hard, but it's really to your culture, to your business. It really makes sense for you to be an ambassador. What does, what does that mean? Well, it's a lot more than just welcoming somebody and trying to show them where the genes are or where what's on aisle 11. It really ends up being to where your whole mindset has to be when that this person that just came in my store they're a potential customer, but if I really wow them, if I make this experience good, if I make it so they came into the shop and I'm going to help help them exchange dollars for value, then I'm going to now work through their network. I'm going to work through their network to get them to refer me to the next person. I've always thought that if, if we spent our time trying to get our first 10 customers and we do a really good job of that, they'll get us our they'll each get us our next 10 customers and we'll be at a hundred. And I've always submitted this, and Kevin is a consultant to businesses, that if we can get somebody to get to 100 customers that, that really love them, they love what they do, their business is on the fly now. It's going. So if you ever talk to somebody that's in business, you say, how long have you been in business? And they say three years, and, and, you, and they're still chasing business. It's no longer their marketing plan isn't what's broken. You know, it's not, it's not their – there's something wrong with their business it is not allowing their business to grow their business. And so the point I tried to make, Martin, is we need to make people understand that you're not you're more than the owner of your business. You're the ambassador of your business. And you need to work through people and give them that experience that makes them bring you the next customer and the next customer. And that's when the, the, the information about relationship marketing being kind of the ground game, uh, you call it, that's when that really comes in, in, in important. And that's where somebody like Kevin that consults with small businesses can get them to understand it's it's owning is one thing. That's easy. You go to you go to legal zoom, you pay $300, you got an LLC. Go to the bank with the LLC stuff, put $10 in an account, maybe 50 bucks in an account. You got a business. Oh, pay some rent, get some utilities, you're in business. But boy, it's a lot more than that, isn't it, Kevin? Yeah. And the key is when when you go into that business and open it up is there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah. So that first person you're either going to view as the first level customer or 
realize your goal is to win them over. So they'll want to refer what we call second level, which is the people they know. Three of those people as, as a mindset. How am I going to get them so excited in conversation to get them to want to let three of their friends know? And in part, Pat, it's having a conversation to let them know it's important. You know, the idea, the biggest sin is the idea, I will glow and they will refer me. You know, to not let people know it's important. It makes a difference. I want you to know you're in a real Small town, a small business, a small family-run business. Let me throw some, let me throw something in there because you, you said something that I, that I find is important is that you know a lot of times we start a business and it's just us. I mean we're we're it's us. We're alone. And I remember you know probably forty years ago I started my first computer company. It was right and just eighty two or something along that line, and I was just alone. You know, was working on I, you know I, we, actually CPM was the operating system at the time. If that ages me a little bit, so it's pre DOS. And I remember now building the thing up after about a year or so, and I had employees and I had folks working on the, in the, in the bench, and I had several guys saying, Pat, man, this phone is ringing so much. We can't get any work done. And I said, guys, you don't have any idea how hard it was to get that phone to ring like it rings right now. I said, here's what I want you guys to do. You're off the bench tomorrow. I just want, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hire somebody to answer the phone. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you answer the phone all day tomorrow. And then you, Bob, we're going to answer the phone all day the next day. And you'll actually see the real business of our business because the real Mm -hmm. business of our business has nothing to do with fixing computers or selling hardware or computers, that kind of stuff. The real business of our business is having people choose us, you know, making it to where their computer breaks. And they think, they think whiz bang computer shop. That's where you take it because if we can do that. And so tomorrow you're going to get in and here's the thing. When the lesson's learned and you know, then get back to the bench and fix something. But if you guys think for an instant that it's easy to get a phone to ring, go rent some space across the street. I'll, I'll help you get set up. You'll be back in a month or so. It's really hard. And you do that by relationship marketing. You do that through referrals. You do that by making sure that you do that experience. So some of these things, that it's like the blocking and tackling of games. You know what I mean? Or it's like in, in basketball, our Nuggets are doing phenomenal. We should beat the heck out of Miami. may take us four <laughs> or five games, but... We'll do it, but it really is the blocking and tackling and the thing we try to do with this is is make relationship marketing or referral marketing, you make that a system. You make that a fail-proof system that if you do these sorts of things, then these are the outcomes. If you in, It's an input-output. If you input these sorts of things that are very learnable and teachable, then you should get these outputs. And here's the thing. If you don't get those outputs, then revisit the things you're, that you're supposed to be doing the input on. It's not making sausage. Is making good stuff. So I'm a stoic. Okay. I like stoicism and I like Marcus Aurelius and I like that stuff. That's ancient, ancient stuff, but it still works, right? Because humans haven't changed that much. The things that made them angry, make us angry. The things that made them productive, made us productive. And, And so, you know, I have that. One of the things that I think the three of you said that was in my mind is, boy, how would you like to be, let's say 40 years ago, and you have a brick and mortar business. And the only way you can do that and be successful is to have a bigger yellow page ad or your yellow page ad is in more categories. And it costs you a lot of money to be in the yellow pages. And it costs you a lot of money to have a phone. And boy, you have a 1-800 number. Okay, do good. But you have to reach some level of success before you could turn on all those things, right? Well, now 
we got a lineable. That doesn't cost you anything. And if it wants, if you want to pay what, 30 bucks? I'm telling you what, my yellow page bill when I was an internet service provider for a big chunk of Colorado was a huge, okay? Huge. I can do, I can, it's almost, it's almost to the point right now. And and uh you know, George had said this, and I think he's right, but I but I'll push back a little bit. A lot of times when a business starts, they only have the, the business owner's capital from which to grow, friends, family, et cetera. But think back 20, 30, 40 years ago, what you would have to spend to be in business, just to be in business. And now you can start a business with Kevin's help or you guys' help, and you can start a business for not a lot of money, really have it legally founded, put systems and processes in place, have a marketing system where you can start for free your time. And keep in mind, your time's not free. But if we actually start trading our, our, our hours for marketing, you can be on LinkedIn, connect with people who already know, like, and trust you. You can be on Facebook, start building a group about people that have a, a interest. You can be on Alignable and meet with people that are in your area or not in your area. You can take a leadership role and not even ask permission. You don't even have to get voted on. Just show leadership. So all these things are, are, are performance-based, right? They're all performance-based things. If we give a good value, if we have good systems in place, if we don't drop the ball, if we have enough money, if we have enough systems, if we understand, as Daryl said, that we haven't really changed as long as we're marketing and working with humans. It really doesn't change too much. The human mind, the human condition is still pretty much the same. If we want to start marketing to cats via the TV, okay, we're going to have a problem there. But actually, as long as we're marketing with humans, it's pretty easy. So to, Mar to where Martin invited me in, and the key thing with brick and mortar businesses is how many are waiting for the customer to come in, relying on their paid advertising instead of working through each customer. How do I see each customer as someone I want so excited they'll refer three people to me right on the ground, right there? And then how do I, after I successfully do that, train my staff to do it when I'm not there as well. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that occurs in the retail space is one, they're they're still, like you said, clerking. They're still clerking instead of create, how do I create an experience, an environment, something of value. So it's so instead of just waving a flag saying shop local, it's a value for them to leave their home, not buy online, and show up to our downtown to have an experience, to, to let themselves become part of us. And part of this, Pat, is what I teach is stop hiding behind your brand and get your people out front. That's your yeah. competitive advantage well, Martin, in a small business. You just said something that actually triggered something in, in, in my head is that we, we're all kind of guilty of categorizing people and things and groups and yeah. whatever. And a lot of that is because we're no longer, and I'm not getting political, but we're no longer called citizens. We're called consumers. Yeah. And if you watch CNBC or you watch anybody talking about us, they're yeah. talking about the consumer price index. They're talking about how do we do things for consumers? How do we do, where's the interest rates for consumers? Not citizens, it's yeah. consumers. And so that's at the highest level. So if the highest level of how we print money, how we budget money, and how we do business has to do with how do we interact with consumers, it's no wonder when a shopkeeper looks at somebody walking in their store and just sees them as a shopper rather than somebody that actually should be an ally to them to create an economy around what they're doing. 
And just like a chamber, when someone joins the chamber, they're thinking, is this someone I can enroll as an ambassador? This is what I want the small businesses to think about when they come through their door. How can we enroll more of our customers to be ambassadors? Because ambassadors are out promoting the chamber and they're not paid. You know, they're, they're part of it. They, they see the value. They see what it has to offer. And that's the beginning piece. The other thing I want to bring up is the argument with businesses say, yeah, but we're in a tourist time and they come through once, maybe a year. Uh, how would this apply? Well, I'm, it, it applies a lot and I'll let you start it. And one is they're going to go home somewhere. <laughs> and our job is to be thinking how we win them over. So when they go back a hundred miles to where they are, they'll want to talk about the location they came to. And I, this really happened where someone came into one of the small shops that I, I've trained and they, they said, you know, uh, I'm visiting for a while. I'm going to come back again. And then, yeah, I'll tell you, next time I'm going to bring all my friends. And they thought, oh, we and said, we'd love it. That'd be wonderful. And then some time passed, and then they showed up with seven other people or a group of people that actually happened. So it's the mindset of thinking not just this is one customer and then I need to do marketing to get more. It's the mindset of how do I win over this one? So if I had no other marketing, if there was no other tool, if there was no paid ads or anything, right. how do right. I win them over? And then all that other stuff is multiplying. But the problem is, here's the thing. You have to put yourself out there. You can't hide out. You have to build a relationship. You have to ask. You have to actually be in your business here's, and here's, experience it. Yeah. If I, can I, if I, let me add on something. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've spent guys, I've spent most of my life living in resort areas. So ski areas, I live in an area right now for gravel grinding, mountain biking, fly fishing, all that kind of stuff. So rural, when I, when I said I pick rural towns, I picked really cool ones. Okay. So I put cool ones where they're great to live in. And here's, here's one of the things that I found when we, when, when I was working with business owners and even to this day, is you've got to know who your customer is. And I don't, I don't just mean this. So I'm going to play on what Martin just said. Hey, I have a tourist business and I want people to come in here, my flash shop. The biggest thing I did with one of the real estate companies I worked with in Winter Park, Colorado, Winter Park Ski Area, is I, can, I, I finally was able to convince them, you're not in the real estate business. Quit being in the real estate business. Nobody's coming here to buy real estate. People are coming here for the lifestyle. They want to ski. They want to snowboard. They want to get away from the city. They want to be able to horseback ride in the summer. They want to be able to snowboard. They want... So you don't start selling lifestyle. You're selling the wrong product. You don't even understand your business. You think you're in real estate and you're not. Now, how does that translate to somebody that has a retail store? If I have a retail store in a, in a touristy place, you didn't come there because you need underwear. You came there because you're a tourist. You have discretionary income. You want some experience. So if you're so the easiest thing for somebody that's in a tourist area to understand is you're not in whatever business is on the sign. You're not in that product business and you're not in that service business. You're in the experiential business. You're in the lifestyle business. You're in a have fun business. And that happens even in city businesses, right? So we can find the coolest thing is when somebody understands, gosh, when somebody comes to my store, there's a big chance they're not from here because I know everybody here. So that means I already know a lot about my customer coming in the door at Kitty Hawk 
or at uh, Outer Banks or some of those cool places in North Carolina, Pinehurst, whatever. We're By the way, Martin, we're expanding to Pinehurst and Southern Pines. Pretty cool. I'll, I'll share that with you guys a little later on. But when we know what our business is, somebody comes skiing, I guarantee you somebody goes skiing, they know more skiers than people that don't go skiing. Somebody who likes the kayak knows more kayakers. The birds of a feather flock together. So whenever we can get somebody in, and so my first question of being an ambassador for my business in uh, Kitty Hawk or, or on Wrightsville Beach or someplace, my first thing would be, where are you guys from? I ain't selling mm-hmm. you anything until I know a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Right. Hey, what brings you to Kitty Hawk? My parents have been coming here for a long time. Boom. Okay. Filed. And uh, your brothers and sisters, you guys came here as kids then, right? I'm going to ask those questions that people don't ask, the questions that matter to the person. See, the closer I can get with an affinity towards you, I find somebody says, you know what? My grandparents take, t- you know, took me here. I'm going to say, and I'm going to look at their age. Grandparents took you here. How old are you? I'm a grandparent. I have grandkids. I like taking them. The faster we can get to an affinity with a person, a connection, and look at look how tribal things are. This works. It works bigger bigger than it used to, which in some ways is a bad thing. The tribalism of people hating and people loving for the wrong reasons, right? But in business, that works too. So when we can actually break down a couple of questions, and in, in the training that we put together years ago, there's this method of going through these questions that actually are systematic, but they're systematic on the personal level. They actually, you can you can do the both. But I love what you said, Martin, because when, when we think our customer is a consumer or there for a reason to buy our stuff, and we don't just take that little bit of time to make that affinity connection, how do I connect with you? And after a while, you kind of understand people, and here's what you understand, and you understand yourself, and here's what you understand when you understand yourself and people. You understand how to make a connection quickly. And if you're a small business owner in brick and mortar, and you actually love being in an art gallery, or you loved having that outfitter shop, or you loved having the little clothing store, or you love having the little bakery and coffee shop, if you really love that, and you know yourself, and you try and know your customer, I'm just going to submit to you, it's impossible not to do in good business unless, unless something else is broken. Your product sucks. You have employees that aren't really nice to people. You, have, I had to tell this one guy, Pat, you've, you've looked at my business. We're not growing. I said, here's the thing. And I'll just, I'm going to use Bob as the name. Bob, your wife's a bitch. And she answers the phone. <laughs> and I right. don't know how to better right. say that you you hired yeah. me to be a direct speaker. Nobody hires me to actually tell them nice things. That's my yeah. wife. She does the nice stuff. My kids call me for real advice, you know, for the right. tough stuff. As your wife, she ain't she's nasty to people. Let me show you. No, she let me give you five recordings I've made of her. Yeah. He said, Oh shit, I gotta fire her. I said, yeah. do it, do it so you can still sleep inside. Yeah. Or make a great doghouse, get a, get one of those really nice couches and with the fridges that are close to it, you know. But you got to fire her. You got to reassign her or do something because it's not anything we're doing. And it's not anything your your employees are doing. And your product's really good. You have another problem. And Kevin, when you're, I guarantee you, when you guys are consulting with people, a lot of times the thing they think is the problem or the place they think they need help, that's not the problem. The problem is someplace else. And most of the time, it's this hammered sore thumb that you can actually see because they keep hammering it. Example of this whole process, I remind, uh, remember, is a big meal bed and breakfast that's been in many of my classes over the years. And, and she started with a little logo. 
And I said, Chloe, are, are you that logo? No, I'm a person. Okay, well, you have a bed and breakfast, and there's no Chloe that's the story because it's just her parents' place. So she moved from a logo she was hiding behind to being a business that was creating an environment of nostalgia. Okay. And and promoting the great stuff of the entire Eastern North Carolina. And and people go, yeah, but I mean, the, the Outer Banks is an hour drive from our place. I said, yeah, but when someone comes from Canada or California, and when you think at that level, that's a short drive. And she started making blog posts. There were stories in the area. And it would get only, you know, an hour and a half drive from my location to that location. Martin, and then people just, started showing up like that. You just said something that I think is so important. I'm glad you said it. Is a lot of times in marketing, I would I would define marketing as attracting those that you're meant to serve who have a need or desire for what you're serving. They'll exchange value, okay? But the other side uh, uh, sometimes of that is, is actually repelling all others. Repelling, and I use that word like I'm a, I'm a wordsmith guy. Mm -hmm. Repel all others. And sometimes we, are, we as small business owners are trying to do so many things that we don't do anything really good. I mean, walk into a restaurant and it has like an eight-page menu. You can guarantee you they don't do anything well. Walk into a restaurant has one sheet for breakfast and one back sheet for whatever. They're doing some pretty good stuff there, limited choices. So many times what we're, what we're, what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to please everybody because we think we're laying, leaving money on the table if we don't please everybody. And we're actually not being good at anything because we need to repel everybody we're not meant to serve. And we need to attract everybody we're meant to serve. And quite frankly, if we spend as much time repelling the people who we're not meant to serve, I'll give you a for instance. Years ago, my son's 35 now. But years ago, he was a teenager, and the Axe deodorant commercial came on. We're both watching sports together. I think we're watching a Bronco game. It comes on, and they got this Axe thing going on. And I look at that thing, and in my brain, I'm looking and said, what idiot would buy that stuff? That is the stupidest marketing I've ever seen. Who's going to do that stuff? Who's going to believe that you spray some Axe on a girl going to chase you around school? Now, in my son's little brain, he's looking at that saying, I need me some Axe. So right yeah. after the commercial, he's saying, hey, dad, well, can we go to the store later on? I get some axe. Here's the thing. Great, great advertising. Repelled old guy, Pat. Yeah. I already got a girl. I don't need another right. girl to get me in right. trouble. Yeah. My son needed some axe like now. If, he, if I could have. So my point is, when we're when we're trying to be ambassadors of our of our business, it's OK for us to tell somebody I really don't have what you want. Right. Let me do the miracle on 34th Street and send you someplace else because that should be one of my referral partners. See, when we're really doing relationship and referral marketing, it's a lot bigger than us and the customer. It's us and all those other uh, other uh, partners we can have. And I, my, I explained it this way, and I'll use a real estate person. Is a real estate person's best, you know, advertise best referral partner like another realtor because they get two percent commission or whatever no it's like the person's doing painting before the person lists their house it's like the landscaper and the mowing person it's like the person who does snow removal it's like all those people that are in the same pipeline see i want to find everybody that's in my business and so one of the things exercise think martin has in there is whatever business you're in look at the pipeline of that customer and who else is really trying hard to serve them mm -hmm. That's because it. here's the thing, 
we get 10 realtors together and the four of us are interviewing them, I guarantee you we're not picking the same one. You know, somebody may want somebody may want an older seasoned realtor that's been experienced and done all kinds of things. Okay. Somebody may want the new realtor that this, if they don't sell my house, they're not, they're not eating. And they're sharp and they did things. So, you know, we may want the friendly realtor. Uh, we may want the realtor that's dressed up in a tie. Now, you, you wear a tie where I live. Nobody's hiring you. Right? You wear a suit. My goodness. Who are you? Are you with the government? Right? So one of the things that we, that we need to do is who else can Kevin, can Daryl, can Pat, can Martin, who else can we get in our pipeline that's part of our referral network? That we make that we can systematize relationship remarketing. And quite frankly, they're there. And quite and many times we can't serve that person, but they can. And the quid pro quo ended up being kind of a bad word here in the last couple of years because it actually meant doing something and expecting something in return. But a quid pro quo done right now, how the phrase means is I've done something for you that's good, and you will want to do something good for me. It's the law of reciprocity, which is which is as powerful as the law of gravity, right? Mm -hmm. If I do something good, it doesn't mean if I do something good for Daryl, Daryl will do something good for me. Now, that's called just you owe me. That's like keeping score. But if mm -hmm. I do something good for Daryl and he liked what I did for him, and now his sister or his daughter or his friend need what I do, Daryl's going to refer somebody to me. He can't help it, to use a Southern way of saying that. He can't <laughs> help it. He's got to do it, right? It's programmed. It's programmed in our mind to be. Why, why does why does McDonald's have? Why did they have the Hamburglar and Ronald McDonald and stuff? They knew that if they got to my kid, my yeah. kid will get to me. Yeah, you know, an we example need to do those kind of things. Uh, first of all, that's this is so important to mention because when we talk about identifying. <laughs> the customer as an ambassador and winning them over for that, that doesn't mean everybody who comes through your door because you can't do that. It's starting to get better and better at going, who is the person I'm able to serve well and who are the ones I'm not able to serve well. I'm gonna give an example of Big Mill because she was brilliant in this. She had, she still is with, she's moved from bed and breakfast to breakfast in the room to extended stay. So she's kind of like retiring, but still running her business and still yeah. called big meal bed and breakfast. But if you come and ask how big's the breakfast, she's sending you somewhere else. And I, I sat across because I, I stay there when I teach at that community college, I sat across from her and the phone rings and, and she talks to him about two minutes and they'll ask a question like, how big is your TV? How good is your internet? What is the breakfast like? And she's referring those people out. You know why? They're not her customer. Right. The TVs are small. The breakfast is in the room and the internet's not real good. You know, now they ask, is it quiet? And can I walk around and stare at the bond? That's their person. You know? Saying, no, you know? that's, that's, that, that's a really good thing. If I can, Martin, I want to, and guys, I don't mean this to sound like a commercial or something like that, but I am retired, but I'm not retired. I, I love working. I love what yeah. I do. So I launched a new thing called Local Stash. If you go to localstash.com, you'll see what we're trying to do. We're trying to be America's uh, discount card. Don't do it now, but do it later. But but my, my, but the point here is, I launched it about four months ago. 
And I thought my referral partner, since I'm trying to do things with local businesses and resort areas, I thought my referral partner was Chambers of Commerce because they've got to add something. When I pay my $200 for my Chamber of Commerce membership, one of the first things I ask is, what's in it for me? What are you guys doing for me, right? Not just the coffee. What are you doing for me? So I thought I would do that. It was a total failure. It was terrible. Most of them aren't really that kind of thing. And most of them wanted to talk about it through the board. I had to do pitch sessions and never mind. So then I said, you know what? Maybe it's digital marketing companies or companies that are doing marketing or somebody that's doing that already in the area. Because we're in 700 communities across the country. Maybe it's those folks. So I do that. They didn't see what I wanted to do. They just thought, well, maybe I can sell more websites or more Google stuff or more Facebook stuff. And I said, well, you're not my guy. So I'm in Red River, New Mexico. And I'm going through there, one of our things that we have, it's kind of like this deal right here. And it's a map that we do with stuff inside. It'll be real quick. So it's a map of the town and all the businesses or whatever. We have that going on. Okay. So I go to two, I go to like a hundred places because I'm a boots on the ground, walk around, learn things guy. When I launch something, I go into two places. One is a wine place and in there it's New Mexico wines and they have a good industry coming, but it's New Mexico wine. And there's a couple sitting at the bar and I'm talking to the manager and she says, the owner's not right here. This sounds pretty good. I'll give this to the owner. Okay. That's the, that's the kiss of death, right? I'll give this to the owner. Now the couple sitting there and they said, we overheard you. What is that again? It's a what? And it's with this and that. They said, give us some of those cards, these little cards we, we do. Mm-hmm. Give us one of those cards. We'd love to put those on a refrigerator. Who are they? Airbnb super hosts. Mm-hmm. Airbnb super hosts. Now, that's my person because this is a card that you travel around. As we call it a traveler's card. So I go to this other place. Same kind of thing. People that said it was interesting. So I came home. I did this on a Friday. I came home and changed all of my stuff. Monday, I'm con- I go to Facebook. I, I go into a Facebook uh, group with a super host in Red River, New Mexico, place I had just almost failed. Been there three times. I'm getting traction, but it's hard. You know what I mean? And it's not brick and mortar, but I'm going into brick and mortar places, telling them I've got 2,000 members right now with these cards. I'm going to start sending them to you. Cost you $197 for the year. I think a great value proposition. Mm-hmm. I post this thing, looking for super hosts in Red River, Eagle Nest, and Angel Fire. Must have 4.5 review and above and live in the area. I'm flooded. Mm-hmm. I created an ambassador program. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I got out there and I failed a bunch of times mm-hmm. trying to figure out who my referral pipeline was. Even writing this course that my, you know, a lot of the material right Martin has is stuff I've done forever. And it's still a process. It's still yeah. something you have to work on with somebody, Right. So yeah. I, I just wanted to share that, Martin, because I just went through it. Yeah, and that's the key, that our goal is filtering for uh, and testing who are the ambassadors and then noticing who they are. It's a trial and error process. One more story I want to talk about is a coffee shop near us. And often while doing uh, classes, I'll show a series of very negative reviews, a whole page of them. And they'll go, what do you think of this coffee shop? And they go, oh, it's terrible. Oh my God, what? It's the worst coffee shop around. And then I show them online and they've got like 400 reviews, 4.5 or above. And I said, they figured out real clearly 
And then I go back to the reviews, and the reviews are, I came in just to work on my computer and have a cup of coffee, and, and at lunchtime they ran me off for people wanting the boost for sandwiches. These people, I, 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 you know, I just wanted to work on the computer and be a left alone, and they wanted, me, they, they wanted me to buy lunch or something. You know, and it's like, and, and it's really funny because there's someone I know, Pat, and I said, oh, yeah, they're terrible. I said, well, you're actually their worst customer you should go exactly. to starbucks which <laughs> one goes why well i i get i love starbucks and they love me yeah because they're paid by the hour you sit there all day you get one a cup of coffee and they could care less they're still paid by you're nice you're not tearing things up you're friendly you know well mark you remember i used to tell you when back in that i've been at this stuff since about 1996 is when i became a an inner service provider in colorado so in that time Somebody would come and they only wanted good reviews on their website. And I would say, and I would say, I can't take you as a customer. No. They said, why? I said, because you, you didn't, you're not knocking it out of the chart. You, you got to put some bad reviews on there. I said, but Pat, I said, here's the thing. People will not believe the good reviews if you don't have any bad reviews. So here's what you need to do. Get the bad review and then fix it because you want a good story out of the bad review. You want the next review to be, I came into the place. They kicked me out. They didn't do whatever, or whatever it is. And you want to agree with them. And then you want the person to say, however, Pat gave me a call and it fixed it up. And, and so that you want a happy ending of the story. If you could do that, right. oh my gosh, you're going to have to like get another location. So the main thing is sometimes you need these things to actually help you get help your business better. I always tell people when somebody gives you a bad review, uh, you've just had a, a, a unpaid business consultant come in. And look at it now. Is it true? If it's true, fix it. If it's not true, then and maybe you're maybe you're kicking them out. But yeah, I, th I think that that's it's important to know our folks. Uh, this is we want to hear from other people in the comments. This is also being recorded and will be uh, online, cool. and it'll be in our series. There'll be a lot of other links to the relationship marketing. And Pat, I'm excited about our book coming out this year. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll mention that this is going to be this is the workbook, not the book. The book will be six by nine, but it's really having a structured way of referring. And I really invite people join the Lineable Brick and Mortar Group. Join my round table. And if you saw value, I do this one-on-one -on -one with a group of people in the paid round table. So they really get, uh, they get only other brick and mortar businesses. That's the key thing to hear. You know, Martin invited me in, in here and it was a true pleasure, guys. A real pleasure. Yeah, thanks. yeah. So thanks so much, Pat. Great to have you here. And uh, look forward to hearing further comments. Uh, put them in the brick and mortar group. Let's keep the discussion going there. That's the open group for anyone to join and add further comments on this. You might have something else to add. So thanks, Pat. It was terrific having you. And thanks, thanks for everybody joining us tonight. Thanks for joining us. This is Success Coach Martin Brossman. To learn more about my coaching, check out coachingsupport.com. If you want to contact me, send an email to martin at coachingsupport.com and make sure to put the word podcast in the subject and which particular show you're referencing. If you gain value from this, please share it with three people and you'll find links in the text for all the areas I referenced in this podcast. Have a great day.